You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. Today, we are reviewing She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Episode 1. And this episode was titled, A Normal Amount of Rage. And in this episode, we get backstory into uh jen jennifer what's her name what's her name jen walters, walters mm-hmm. the cousin of bruce banner and we get a, a backstory of how she gets these hulk powers and how she's transitioning back into quote-unquote her normal life of being a lawyer so i thought episode one was fire i'll just go ahead and say it right it was amazing bro the the way she breaks the fourth wall throughout the episode and everything we we don't get that unless it's like deadpool or something when it comes to this um superhero stuff so I so I love that. I, I give it an amazing review already. The best thing I loved about it is that they didn't wait until later in the season to give us her origin story and tell us like how yes. she got the powers, what her powers are. Like they hit yes. us the first. I think that was the downfall of a couple of series that they waited too long to tell us whatever how everything came about. They hitting us with everything, so now we can really dive into the show, and we already know the backstory, the background with Bruce Banner. Like, that shit is so dope to me. The way that she debunks everything that you know about the Hulk is also some more dope shit because she's a woman or however, whether it's because she got um, these powers because it was, like, transmitted through blood from Bruce Banner, however however she got the powers. I just love how she debunks everything. She doesn't have an alter ego uh, she doesn't have to do the same things that Bruce Banner had to do. Uh, it's like a completely different person. It's like you're learning about somebody completely different. It doesn't feel like the Hulk part two or another or version of the Hulk. Like this is definitely somebody different. Like this is definitely She-Hulk. I feel like this, she could actually be her own character, which is dope. And I love how they touched on the fact that women have to deal with anger all the time and she said this to bruce because bruce was jealous as hell this whole episode while he was training her because he's like i have this what like 13 year manual that you're gonna have to live eat sleep and breathe by in order to control this rage and control this other personality that you have and she like you like you just said she doesn't have that hulk personality she's still jen whenever she turns into the hulk so that's one thing that literally debunked half of his manual. <laughs> and then everything else, it was like she got spot on, bro. She was able to transform at will, however she wanted. And she made the point of, as women, we are always taught to control our emotions ever since we're young. So it's like you sitting here trying to tell me I need to control my anger. I control my anger every day, all the time, and damn near every situation. So mm. the shit is cake. And she she did the training so easily, too. Like, he was trying to tell her how to throw shit and do this and that. He, she was jumping just as high as him, throwing mm-hmm. shit just as far. I'm like, thank you, Marvel. Y'all hitting shit right on the head, and y'all are showing us she know how to use her powers. Because, ooh, I would have been pissed if you're the Hulk and you don't know how to be the Hulk. Because you don't know how to smash to it. It's literally <laughs> smash it, bro. So the fact that they hit us right off the bat that she know what she doing, she know how to control it, and the backstory is out the way all in one episode, and we got yes, like what, eight bro. more. Yes, like eight more episodes. That's what I'm this saying. Fire, and it's crazy, bro, because this is what I heard. I heard that it was in the plans that they were gonna save this backstory that we got this episode, and it was supposed to be an episode eight. 
but something happened at the end of the shoot where they was like, we got to move everything around. So they ended up putting it at the beginning. I don't know what happened that made them put it at the uh, in episode one, but it was the best decision, bro. Waiting until episode eight to get a backstory just doesn't make sense. I don't know why they buried the lead. It doesn't. it doesn't make sense. Just tell us how she got it so we can just go on with the story. Because now it's going to feel like every other or every episode she's going like a, a where whether she's with a different client or she's fighting a different villain i feel like it's not going to be the same villain that we see every episode it's going to be somebody different that we have to deal with whether it's abomination whether it's the girl that we've seen this episode titanium whether we're going to uh, see daredevil later in the show it's so many people that we're going to see and fly by each episode. So it's not just one person that we have to hit on. And I think that's the dopest thing about this show, bro. So I'm excited. I love the first episode, bro. I loved it. Absolutely. But it's and like, once again, though, bro. Too. The acting is fire. The acting is fire. She, she was the, well, honestly, perfect casting. Because I yeah. was kind of questioning some in the, in the past, but she is that's perfect casting, bro. She works. The, the jokes about the Captain America being a version, like that, that <laughs> shit felt authentic and real. It really felt like she would ask the question. Yeah, because it made me shit. think about something. Like I'm like, who, who thinks of stuff like this? Yeah. She has a whole theory in her head and everything. That that shit was hilarious. That shit was dope, bro. <laughs> and how did you feel about like the how the origin and how the episode really started? We see her and Bruce Banner come together. They're riding down the the street together. I guess back to his uh, back to his place, and we see a. A Sakaran ship end up flying down and disrupting what they had going on. Uh, Jennifer Walters ended up uh, spinning the wheel and obviously crashing, and she was bleeding out. The Hulk was bleeding out, and her blood ended up getting, or his blood ended up getting seeping into her veins, and that's yeah. how she became She-Hulk. But how did you feel feel about the uh, Sakaran ship? Because that's something that was hit on in Thor Ragnarok. He was in mm-hmm. uh, Sakaar for a period of time. So how did you feel about that piece of it? I just didn't understand, and I didn't look into it at all. Um, I didn't understand why they just came out of nowhere, and then they never touched on it again later in the episode. He said something like, yeah, that's what happens when they check on you every now and then or something yeah. like that. But it's like, why are they checking on you, and, and why wasn't it touched on again in the episode? I'm sure we'll get an answer later, but yeah. I, I just thought it was weird, and, and that's the only thing I was confused on in episode one, really. I'm saying that he he must be getting called back to go back to Sakaar and help rebuild the culture. Because if you remember from Thor Ragnarok, him and Thor literally destroyed that entire civilization. They didn't end yeah. up killing the, the Grand Master, but that, that, that entire civilization was destroyed when they ended up leaving. They could be calling him back to honestly repair what they got going on in Sakaar. And some people, I don't really know about it because I'm not too deep into the war, world, world, world War Hulk comics. But there are some people are saying that his son, he could have a son on Sakaar, and that's oh, what yeah. they're notifying him about. So I don't know about how, I'm not mm. too deep in that comic, but I'm hearing that that could be a possibility as well. It could be a little too early for that, but it's definitely a possibility. Damn, I forgot about the fact he could have a son. Ooh. That's that'll be fire, and that's why they yeah, come that, home. That's a good point. So they're saying that his son could have been in that ship. It could have been half Sakar, half Hulk type of baby dropping in, mm. and that he could have been in that ship, like trying to notify him, like I'm your son, or whether it's like, oh, we need you to come back, and you need to see your son. We need to notify you that you have a son, or something like that. Or it could just be to rebuild civilization. I think it's to rebuild mm-hmm. civilization because it's that city is in shambles, or that country is in shambles. I think they need somebody to really 
uplifted at this point. I feel like he's the best person because of his technology background and everything like that. He has the background with Tony Stark. He knows everything with the neurological sciences and with the biomedical type stuff. So I feel like it would honestly work if he were to go back to Sakaar. So it was it was just it would. That, that's fire. I, I didn't think about that at all. So I like that. Yeah. Uh, another thing I, I did like about this episode, though, was the um the way they touched on Tony Stark a lot and Bruce and Tony's relationship during yeah. the blip. Because I remember in what was it? Uh, it was an end game when they went to go uh, look for Bruce because they were trying to get in touch with Tony. And I didn't even think that maybe they stayed in contact that whole time. And then Bruce kind of gives you some background on what he and Tony did during the five years while everybody else was doing their thing. And they built that hideout for him. And Tony, you know, made him like a whole underground bunker and whatnot to do all his medical research and whatnot and really just learn how to become uh, Professor Hulk, who he is now. So I, I love the fact that he gave background on that and how Tony basically had that bond with him and really helped him control his uh his rage to the Professor Hope we get now. So if y'all want to blame anybody for the lame ass hope we got now, it was Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blaming Marvel, man. They just cheap as hell. But uh, I never knew that their relationship went that deep. He helped them build the the bar at the place in Mexico, like. That relationship really just unfolded in front of my eyes in episode one because I would have never yeah. thought. Even though we've seen them together with when they were doing certain science experiments in certain Avengers movies, it was like you didn't get a sense that they were like close friends. It was just like we're working on a project and that's it. So the fact that we're seeing like, oh, they were close during this blip period. It's like they were honestly like best friends. It's like I didn't expect that at all. So that definitely came out of like left field to me because I thought they were just like science partners or some shit like that. So that was dope. I knew they was cool. I knew they were cool on a friendship level, but like you said, I didn't I didn't think it was to the point where they were just full blown like brotherly type bond type of stuff. And I, I think that's what got me too. And I wanted to ask a question on why she hulk, why can she break the fourth wall and the hulk cannot? Why do you think so? Um, why do you think her and, and Deadpool can break the fourth wall? But nobody else in the uh, Marvel Universe can. Mm. I didn't really think about it that deep. I just thought it was two characters that they just picked to do the shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, wow, that's a good question. Mm. Deadpool is just me on funny shit all the time. I really <laughs> thought that's what it was. It's honestly, it, it has something to do with that. I feel like it definitely has something to do with that. I honestly do not do not know. I, I don't it know. Could be, That's it, could a good be, it could be two random characters that that they just pick. I know that they break the fourth wall in the comics as well, so that's something that they just end up just playing on. But I feel like I want I want it to be some sort of tie-in of like, these are why these certain people can break the fourth wall and nobody can. It has to be something. Like, you have to give us some sort of logic behind it. I mean, we cool with Deadpool at this point. We don't see two movies of Deadpool. So we're honestly cool if you yeah. don't give us an explanation. But it'd be dope if they gave us an explanation of like, why these are why these two, three people can do it and nobody else can. Because then I would be asking like, why these other dope ass characters can't do it? Like, damn, why Thor can't break the third wall or fourth yeah. wall or whatever? It's like, then you got to start asking questions. Is, is it a mutant type thing? Can only mutants do it? Or is it like? A certain mm. gene, like what is it that they can if, break the fourth wall and nobody else can? 
if it was Deadpool and maybe like another X-Men type of character or another mutant type of character, then that would be a, a interesting point of only mutants can do it. But I don't think She-Hulk counts as a mutant per se. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's the only thing keeping me from going with the mutant point. Damn. And I, and it's kind of... Mm, no. Nah. And I was kind of weirded out by the whole point of why she didn't get the alter ego and the Hulk did when they have the same blood inside of their body. So why do you think they yeah. split them up like that? Uh, I think it's honestly just because one is female and one is male. I think it's the fact that it's just a completely different type of um, what you call it, uh, system and mm. it's different types of different type of membranes that the the DNA is in. I think the fact that one is just a woman and one is a man, I think that might be the big difference. Same reason, like I said, women are better at controlling their rage way better than us. Maybe she's better at controlling whatever psychological stuff because women mature faster than men too. So maybe whatever gene she has in her just as a female, it probably just helps her 10 times more than than what it did for Bruce. I would have agreed with you, bro, until I looked back at the preview of the She-Hulk series and I seen Abomination he was talking while in Abomination mode but he sounded like Tim Roth the actor but yeah. it is crazy because in the original Incredible Hulk movie he he had an alter ego it wasn't like he was talking like Tim Roth he was definitely talking like the Hulk he was just mumbling words you really couldn't understand him and that's honestly what added to like the suspense and like the, the terror yeah. and the horrific being of Abomination because it was like it was Hulk but he just looked way more graphic and like way more intense. But in this yeah. one, they have him actually talking like a human. So I wonder if it's how you get the gamma radiation in your system. Because when it was the Hulk, he ended up getting a gamma pointed right into his head. But his blood just absorbed, or his body just absorbed the gamma. And that's how he ended up getting, turning into the Hulk. So it's like, it could be the way they got it. Both, both She-Hulk and... Abomination got it from like blood transfusion, uh, transfusions, and but that's we also probably don't why know they got long, it like this. We also don't know how long Abomination has been practicing to get to that point. Like we don't know if he's been practicing to where now he can speak and flu- um fluently in English as Abomination and whatnot. But now it'd be different if as soon as he turned to Abomination, he could start doing this. Uh-huh. But we don't know. Maybe it's it. Maybe it took him years and years of training to get to where he's like Professor Hulk now and could do the same. Uh, I see you. And it's like, since we see the Hulk, and I, and I agree with that point, and since we see the Hulk in this stage of Professor Hulk, will we ever see him go into like the alter ego mode? Is that still a possibility or is it still like a balance that he will continue to keep even if he does uh, raise to a certain bl- uh, blood level? Like, will we ever see the Hulk again? Like the real Hulk? I I, I doubt it. It just wouldn't even feel natural at this point because it's like we know where we're gonna go back to eventually once he's out of this mode. So I, I really don't knew, know. You still knew the Hulk was gonna turn back into a regular human, but you were still excited to see the Hulk. So that, and that's why it's blowing me with the Hulk, bro. I know this is a She-Hulk show, but it's like, bro, will we never see that 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 Hulk version again? Like we only see him in one movie. And y'all don't even got the same actor for my man no more. So y'all basically telling me <laughs> Edward Norton is my Incredible Hulk and not this Mark Ruffalo nigga we've been seeing for the past 10 years. 
So an incredible oh, yeah. hope, like that, that's always gonna be my hope. For and it's real. and it's like, like that bro, hope was just different. It was just different. Like this nigga took down abomination. Now my hope, the, the hope that we got now, getting his ass beat by Thanos. Like and he wasn't even trying for real, <laughs> slinging this nigga around. My hope when they gotten beat up like that. That's all I'm. Saying. Oh yeah, my hope when they bro, got beat up. Bro, that hope. Oh my god, he would have. <laughs> man, he would have had Thanos out here looking stupid. Like bro, I he think took that's why down Marvel... abomination, bro. Abomination. Was bro, Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> Marvel is like, bro. If we want Thanos to be as badass as we um, planning on him to be, somebody got to take a big ass L, and they just gotta it, it got to be the Hulk. It got to be the Hulk that take this big ass L. <laughs> Completely changed his character development, and it did. It, honestly, it was not receptive. Well, yeah, and honestly, he hasn't been Hulk since Avengers, really. It's like the first yeah. Avengers movie. He really hasn't been Hulk. Like that shit is crazy. Bro. No, he, he, uh, he was. He, he was in uh, Age of Ultron. Ultron, I think. Yeah, Age of yeah, Ultron. He Age was. He definitely was. Now everything after that, nope. <laughs> <laughs> that shit just so whack to me, bro. I, I just want him. I just want to see him go back to like the Ultra Ego Hulk. Because if we get into some real action where your brain ain't gonna save you, type shit. It's like, all right, bro. We gonna need that Ultra Ego to really jump back in here. And like, you know I, I just need straight emotion. Yeah. I need straight emotion. It's like, bro, that Professor Hulk shit, that shit getting old real quick. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I'm ready to see that real nigga come out. Oh, I wonder- and to your point of that, I, I hated the, the fight scene, bro, because it's like, I get it. It's it's your cousin, so you're you're gonna pull punches regardless. But the fact that we're, we've gotten to a point now, bro, where a Jeep Wrangler can toss the Hulk around. And I just don't know if I like this for real. I just don't know if I'm liking what they're doing with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. And it's like, I'm to your point again, like, when are we going to see the real Hulk? Because I don't know if, I don't know if Jen is going to be the same way. She's stronger than him at this point. She's better than him. She's better than him now. That's what it looks like. It's like she had this shit for a day and she's better than you. She's stronger but than he you. Already teaching her, claps. He already teaching her to um to not be as angry and all that. I'm like, damn, you watering her down already. She ain't that's even what I'm saying. at full anger yet. That's why that's why I'm waiting. I'm waiting for her to fight full anger. That shit is gonna be fire. Cause even in the fight at the end, she threw the desk around a couple of times, but it was like she immediately turned back to Jennifer Walters. It's like Nigga, you should have been teed up. Like, that girl came in there and tried you, and you ain't do shit. Like, you threw back a desk, and that was it. You back to gym? <laughs> now, I need to see straight emotion, bro. When Deadpool hop in this show, I need emotion, my nigga. I don't know who Deadpool gonna hop in with, who his enemy is, but we need some emotion, my nigga. I, I emotion. think he gonna hop in around, like, episode five or six. I don't think they're gonna wait through the shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're gonna wait all the way to the end. That's gonna be, that's gonna make me I'm excited this shit. Like, I'm excited as fuck for that. If they wait till like episode eight or nine to bring him in, I'm gonna be mad. Like they gotta bring him in like six. Episode six would be good. Facts. And another thing I had a question about was the reaction to Jennifer Walters turning into the Hulk in front of everybody, and not nobody really had a reaction to it. Everybody was just looking like, okay, that just happened. She went back to Jennifer Walters, and niggas was like. Cool and for real. You didn't really hear a reaction. You didn't hear a gasp. I'm just like, damn, was nobody shocked by what we were seeing? And this is what I said, bro. The Hulk literally walked so she could run. Because if we didn't have the Hulk back in the day where we see he's a, a, a Avenger, he's a good guy, niggas would have been turning out at that damn oh, yeah. trial. Because it's like, nigga, what the hell? You could do that? Oh, hell no. 
But it's the <laughs> we done seen the Hulk for so many years now. He's been in this bitch since 2008. It's like, oh, that's all. All you do is transform. Oh, you can go back into a human. Oh, you straight. You saw <laughs> we fuck with you. It's like, damn, like nobody really had a reaction to it. Like nobody was shocked. That shit was just so surprising. I, I think it's fat, like you said, she can control it. Now, if she couldn't control it and she just was on full rampage to end the episode, then they probably would have had the reaction that you're talking about. But the fact that she came back to human size, was regular Jen, put her uh, put her heels back on and all that and tried to finish the um, court case, everybody was like, oh, Okay, that was weird, but okay, we'll accept it. Like, <laughs> hey, because we already talked, we talked about it before. But people in the MCU have seen so much, bro. Where it's they've like, seen everything, that's not bro. shit to me, bro. <laughs> that's not shit to me. So it's like I just seen you transform, and I'm a high key, not even surprised. Like this is a regular Tuesday for me. Like that shit is nuts, bro. That shit is nuts. But I fuck with it for sure. Another question who's, I have is, the, going um, now we got to talk. I'll go back. I was gonna say who I well, you're probably gonna dive into it now i don't know who this titania person is i I have no idea now i feel like she's somebody who could come back around toward the end of the season we get like a she's connected to somebody bigger who's over something that wants to take down the hulk and now he wants to take down jennifer walters i feel like she could be somebody connected to that but for right now i don't know who she is (laughs) for right now but i think she could be connected to somebody who's over everything i think over these next series of episodes or these next episodes we're just going to get like like a flash in the pan type case where it's like you see this person you see this person it's like different people every time and then we end the series where it's like okay here is clearly the the big villain and we see that titania is connected to the big villain who is controlling everything and trying to take down she hulk it could be somebody connected uh, connected to the government connected uh connected to sword could be anybody at this point we really don't know but i think she's connected to whoever is above all of this and I wanted to ask you a question about Jennifer Walters on if she would be able to pull off this double life. Because in all of these shows where they have to live a life and have to transform or they have to switch into a uniform, they have to live with the responsibility of either being a superpower or superhero and obviously the power of being a human and the responsibility of that. Can you think or will do you think that Jennifer Walters will be able to pull this off or will she have to pick a side? I think she'll she'll be able to do both, but she'll have to definitely lean more to the superhero side just because Bruce even told her, like, you're going to have to be a superhero. Like, you can want to be just a lawyer all you want, but your life has changed forever now. Like, this DNA is not and you can't have these type of abilities and expect to just live your life and not help people. Like that's kind of fucked up, and that defeats the whole destiny of everything. So, but I, like, I think, but I like the rebuttal. The but I like the rebuttal that she ended up saying. She was like, "You've been out here living your life for thirteen years. You can't be around anybody. You always getting mad. Like you got to stay separated from your community, and you end up alone. And you've been with this for however many years. So the rebuttal was high key solid because it's like, damn." I understand why she doesn't want it because she sees how her cousin has been living this life for so long. She doesn't really want the responsibility of being a Hulk. This is something that just happened. She didn't really want it to happen, but it's like she has to deal with it now. But it's something, and it's it's something that she really cannot hide. And that's the thing about all of these other people that usually live these double lives, whether it's the Daredevils, whether it's the Spider-Man. Usually it's like the, the double life where it's like, okay, he's a vigilante or he comes out and he's wearing a a costume but, but 
obviously she's transforming in front of people. Now everybody's going to know who she is. She cannot yeah. hide. So you have to go into it. With, but I honestly, that might make it easier because now everybody knows. So it's yeah. like, that makes it easier. And it's like, she can control it a lot better than Bruce could. So mm-hmm. it's not a situation where you're living a double life and you're at jeopardy of causing damage or hurting people unwillingly. Like, you can literally dictate when you want to become She-Hulk and when you want to become your regular self again. So that already gives you the mental lead way that you've been, um, that Bruce has been trying to get you to have already. So I think the fact that, to your point, she can control it and everybody knows so it's it's less stressful and you don't have to explain it to that many people. Same thing with Tony Stark and Iron Man. Tony was like, bro, I'm rich as hell. I got all of the defense weapons I could want and I can make them at any moment. Like, let me just go ahead and tell people who I am. And that way it just takes away the whole mystery. I ain't got to try and live no double life. I ain't got to try and be where I am. I ain't got to try and be in two places at one time. Everybody knows who I am. Everybody knows what I do. And she could be a, um, a lawyer for just superheroes. Like, she could literally be the superhero um, exactly. defense attorney. And she could do shit, be. like, for S.W.O.R.D. Like, if she wants to go work for S.W.O.R.D. as a galactic defendant or some shit, she can make this work. She just yeah. does not want to be a superhero at all. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. She That's what her and Bruce's whole conflict was this entire episode is that she does not want this responsibility. This is something that she does not want. She Especially when you've been working your whole life for this one goal and it's like damn like this shit literally flipped on his head in a, a day and a couple of minutes when this blood transfusion happens so like now you have to go along with everything and it's like i really don't want this life like i never picked this shit and that's, that's why i'm saying that's why i feel like it's a different character it doesn't feel like the hulk part two or we're seeing like a go- girl version of the hulk it feels like we're looking at a different character she's right. standing on her own with this and I, and I think that's what's dope about it and and i like the comedy aspect about this show and they're not trying to what is Marvel doing different with this show? I think it's just so much more relaxed and it's so much more it just feels so much more natural with this show than it's felt with a lot of other shows. Like all these other shows, it looked like they were trying to build towards something and then they don't get to what they're building towards and now we're pissed off. With this show, we really don't know how this is going to go. It looks like we're just going to be watching a day-to-day life of an attorney who just happens to be a Hulk. Like, I think that's what we're going to get. And I think that's going to, it's going to have so much more of a relief when we do get fire shit in these episodes, because it's like, we we don't know what to expect. And we're not expecting anything. Like, they put so much humor and sitcom feel to this, to where it's like, oh, we totally forget that there may be big villains coming out of this. There may be uh, big cameos for other superheroes or mutants or whatever coming out of this. So I love the fact that it's so lighthearted and it doesn't look so action-packed because there's so many ways they could take it. Yeah. I think this show is going to be one of the best ones we got on Disney+, Plus, bro. I really do. And just because of what you said about the, the comedy aspect, and it hits way harder than all of the other comedy that we've gotten from all of these other shows. And I think it's way more like adult, too. It's going to be adult humor because she's going to yeah, be like yeah. out actually at bars, picking up dudes, taking it back to the crib. So it's like, you know what type of time she on? Because obviously she's still like a grown woman. She got to get what she want to get at the end of the day. So I feel like all of that shit is going to tie up to be such a dope ass show. And that's what we need after what we've been getting these last few. But I think the yeah. best recipe, how they started off with this episode, 
they started it off with the origin. So now you don't have to worry about that, bro. We know who she is now. We know how she got to where she got to. Okay, now let's move on to the story. That's how you honestly need to start off every goddamn show. I don't give a damn if it becomes repetitive. Start off every show like that so you don't have to worry about it like five, six episodes into it. It's like, we still don't know who you are, my nigga. We just see you doing shit, but we don't know how you became that person. We don't know why you're doing what you're doing. It's like now we already understand that we're moving forward. Like that's the dopest part about this shit now. If we're if we're one, two, even three episodes in and we don't have any backstory for real yet, I'm pissed off. Like they should take no longer than the second or third episode to give us backstory. I would prefer it in the first episode, but maybe just to not be repetitive with every project. I say no later than the third episode. We need like a deep background into how everything is going to unfold. That way, the rest of the show, it can really be y'all can put as much as y'all want in at that point. Because if you if you don't have the backstory until like damn near the end of the show, you have to hold off on so much other shit going on. You have to hold off on the plot because you can't give us the main um battle of the plot until we get the backstory so saving the backstory for episode six or seven and it's like eight episodes like now you're just jamming shit into like the last two episodes and that's what pisses me off with marvel sometimes yeah but this show is gonna be great bro i'm excited for what's to come i'm ready to see abomination we haven't seen abomination in years since 2008 when we got the original incredible hulk film i'm hearing that we're gonna get uh my man, he was also an Incredible Hulk. His head was like bleeding and throbbing, the leader. We're going to get him in this, this mm. series too. And he might be the person who is like the overlying villain of this shit because we haven't seen oh. him in so long, so it would be such a big surprise. We're going to get a Shang-Chi cameo too, I think, because remember oh, Abomination was in Shang-Chi. So. Possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or at least see Wong well, or something. Well, at least see Wong. A, yeah, because yeah. they definitely have a relationship at that point. Cause I don't is like is Abomination good now? Like is he even evil anymore? Or like is he a villain? I, I think I think he's good. We're just gonna get a randomly good <laughs> Abomination. Like, that's why I was because so if you're, out by it. if like, you're cool with Wong, it's like like what what are we? I'm gonna assume you're good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm gonna assume you're good at this point. <laughs> but we haven't seen him in the same room as the Hulk in a long time, so maybe he still just has beef with the Hulk, and that's the problem. Mm. So if he sees the Hulks, maybe he'll get teed up then. But with everybody yeah. else, he just chilling because he ain't got no beef. Like he was somebody who worked for the government. So whatever the government told him to do, it was like that's what I'm gonna do. So the government yeah, he was, was telling working him for um he was working Thaddeus for Ross. Ross. He was working yeah. for Thaddeus Ross. So Thaddeus Ross told him to kill Incredible Hulk. That's what he was doing. So it was like he doesn't know anybody else. So he's like, I don't want to kill y'all because I'm not been ordered to. So maybe if he sees the Hulk. He might be like, okay, nigga, we got 13 years to catch up on. Nigga, I got to beat that ass. I got to beat that ass, my nigga. And maybe we both see them niggas come out of, uh, of their alter egos and we see them niggas both fight for real. Because that was a legendary fight, bro, between Abomination and uh, yeah, the Hulk in that field. Was. That was legendary, bro. My boy made a gauntlet with a police car. Oh, no! like, yeah, this shit. Niggas do not bro. make films like that no more. That shit was real cinema <laughs> back here, bro. That was real cinema for 08, my nigga. All right, bro. Yeah, I ain't got nothing else. I'm just excited for uh, what's to come in these future episodes. And hopefully we get Daredevil sooner than later, bro, because I'm ready to see my yeah. man back in this Marvel universe, bro. So I'm definitely excited. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? Um, I think I think in this show, so this will be like a big prediction. This ain't going to be specifically for episode two. But I think in She-Hulk, we're going to get something related to Shang-Chi 2 
because I think we're finally going to get an answer to what Wong and Shang-Chi and the rest of them saw when they saw that beacon in that post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to get an answer to that in this show because we're, we're going to get Wong because Shang-Chi 2 comes out next year, I think. Does if it? I'm not mistaken. I think so. Either 2023 or 2024, one or the other. Okay. But that would be my prediction, though. Shang-Chi 2 release date. It says... Nah, I don't see anything like that. There's no release date. Oh. 2024. Shang-Chi and the Rings 2. Yep, 2024. After two months later. Yep, 2024. So what is that? Two years? I, I think we'll get... Yeah, we'll get a hint. We'll get a hint to something. Probably. Probably. But yeah, bro. We appreciate you guys for listening. And we out. Peace.